Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Let's go straight to prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we have with you today, O Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you minister to every single listener that is out there today, O Lord God. Heavenly Father God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to them, O Lord God, in your own special way. Lord God, you know the needs, you know the desires, you know what's going on in every single listener's heart and life, O Lord. So I pray that you minister to them today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, I give this time and this space entirely over to you, O Lord. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God again. Welcome to Genesis 1. Pastor Mike here. I'm glad you could join us here today. There's so much going on in our world today. and I'm sure the same thing is happening wherever you're living and in your community and so forth. And, and nowadays we hear a lot of discussion about wokeism, okay? The term woke, you know, are you woke? You know, and so on like that. And, uh, uh, it, it, it's it's something that we hear that has become a part of the of our everyday modern language so much today. But do we really understand what the term woke means? You know, if I were to ask you, are you woke? You know, and you say, well, I'm not even sure that I know what that means. You know, so so what does that mean? And what does it mean to us Christians? What kind of implication does it have for our lives? Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about what is woke. Now, for decades, it meant conscious and aware. Okay, woke meant that simply you were not asleep, you're not asleep. But the word now, used as slang, has come to represent one who embraces progressive activism as well. Merriam-Webster added the term, or added the word, woke to its dictionary in 2017, defining it as, quote, aware of and uh, actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social injustice. The Oxford Dictionary followed suit and adopted it the same year, defining woke as originally well-informed, up-to-date. Now, chiefly, it means alert to racial or social discrimination and injustice, okay? So now you see now woke has been not simply meaning I'm awake, I'm not asleep, okay? But woke is, is, is tuning in to certain, certain um, you know, you know uh, I gotta say progressive, uh, ideologies, if you will. Okay, now don't get impatient. Don't think about, Pastor, what does that have to do with Christianity and what is that doing in this particular type of message? Well, you'll see exactly what, what, I, what I'm getting to. The meaning of woke evolved with the rise of the cancel culture. Okay, as the two terms saw increased use, they became intertwined in public usage. Okay, you've heard a whole lot about cancel culture these days. Oftentimes, someone gets canceled uh, after they say something insensitive or something that is not woke. Okay, if you say something that is not considered woke or something that someone considers to be insensitive, then you then that's you know it's, you're not woke, so therefore you should be canceled if you say anything that's that that's against the the the, the thinking of of many, if you will, or some. The fear of being canceled due to unpopular political and cultural opinions or allegations, often emphasized by social media, okay, thanks to social media, it has become a serious issue in America and other parts of the world. Right? Things are being canceled for, for apparently no reason. The cancel culture is growing on college campuses, in the workplace, and on social media, as I just said. And it's really growing on campus, on campus, uh, on campuses and college, and which is a shame because the college, you know, environment is where we're supposed to be able to have open debate. You know, when I was in college, boy, we found it very wonderful and enjoying times that we could sit around and discuss certain matters and have differing sides of opinion. Okay, but this cancel culture has found its way into our higher bastions of learning, uh, that is our colleges and universities. Okay. And if you're not woke these days, then you're accused of being a phobe of some type, okay? If you're not woke, then right away, if you disagree, then, then you're called a xenophobe, you know, a homophobe, uh, uh, every kind of phobe you can think of, okay? If you're not woke and you're not agreeing with the so-called uh, uh, idea of what is right and what should be done and going on in our world. It can be a challenge in defining cancel culture, but we've all heard about the acceptable movies, songs, cartoons, etc., that have indeed been canceled simply because they didn't meet the woke standards. Someone is always being triggered. 
Now, there are so many songs and maybe some cartoons that you grew up with and that you're aware of and everything, and, and some old movies and books and things like that, that now all of a sudden don't fit the quote-unquote the criteria of what the woke generation or the woke population considers to be right. And because of that, they strike out and they want to cancel it, okay? So again, this is, this is a part of that woke ideology, okay? There is so much focus on wokeness these days that our normal, decades-old, acceptable ways of life are being threatened and changed, all right? Things that we just kind of went on and went through life and never worried about, never thought about, no one got triggered back in those days. I know when I was coming up, I never even heard the term, term triggered. I got triggered by something or because I saw something or did something, you know, I went, I went by a cross and right away my cortisol level started rising and I had to go find a safe space. Okay. And if you go along with that, then you're considered to be woke. And therefore you start looking around you in our normal everyday world. What else can we take down? What else can we do? What else can we do away with? Okay. Or it's not what the quote unquote, the population deems to be acceptable. So if you're not woke, then then you probably won't agree with me. But if you're woke, you'll understand exactly where I'm coming from. Okay? But the important thing is, as we are here today, you're listening to this message, that as Christians, what do we need to be keenly aware of in this day's world? From a biblical perspective, should we be woke or should we be awake? Should we be woke or should we be awake? I'd rather be awake than woke. And there's a difference. There's indeed a difference, okay? Nothing that we're seeing today is new. History has a way of, of, of repeating itself. And what the Bible has prophesied, you know, to come to pass will indeed come to pass. And we see this in evidence going on today, you know? There's a, a, a town on the shore of Jersey that are um, built a pier, and the pier is in the New Jersey, I'm talking about here in the United States, and the pier is in the shape of a cross, okay? Someone realized that the pier was in the shape of the cross, and now all sorts of stuff is, has, has come up now trying to get that town to destroy that particular pier, okay? Because if you're woke, you could see that this town now all of a sudden is trying to force Christianity on the rest of us that go by it, okay? So they would now, they're wanting to push to put the thing, the tailor uh, pier down. Thank God the town is resisting and they're not just doing it. They're not, they're not falling prey. They're not going to fall victim to this woke ideology. Okay. But again, as Christians, what should we be awake to if that's right, good grammar? Okay. We need to be awake and make sure we are aware of what the Bible is telling us about certain things, especially in this day and age. Okay, we cannot get caught up in this woke thing. All right, right? We, we cannot see things and all of a sudden become triggered by by certain objects. Many of the things that seem to quote unquote trigger people are things dealing with Christianity, and specifically Jesus Christ. All right. So the Bible tells us that we, as Christians, we as children of God, that we need to be awake. So in our Bibles, why don't we start off by going by going to Ephesians five, verse six. Ephesians 5, verse number 6. Starting with verse number 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not you therefore partakers with them. Okay? Okay, beware of, of vain words. Don't let people just give you all of this stuff that's coming from, from their heads and, you know, speaking to you about things that sound so great and, and how great you are and so on like that. You know, just, just beware of, of, of vain words, you know, and words that, that, that glorify themselves even, showing how much vanity is in them. Be not therefore partakers with them. Verse 8, for you are sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepest. Underline that word awake. 
Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Okay? Awake, thou that sleepest. We as Christians, we as children of God, make sure that in this day and age particularly that we are awake, that we're not asleep at the wheel. Okay? There are many times people just want to go through this life and just kind of ignore what is happening around them. Okay? We as Christians cannot simply ignore what is happening around us. We have to be aware. We have to be awake. Okay? And I'm saying that we should be aware of what's happening around us because then this can help us to direct our prayer. We see things happening in the schools. We have children going to school. Okay, we, Some parents would tend to, we may want to ignore the curriculum that's going on there. We need to be aware so that we can know how to direct our prayer. We need to be aware so that Holy Spirit can guide us where the forces of darkness are trying to arise to, um, you know, to, to counter the word of God or to take our children or our lives away from the direction that God would want us to go. Amen. So we need to awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ will give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Underline that because the days are evil. You don't have to look too far to see that the days are evil. Look at what's happening in some of our cities. Look at what's happening in some of our capitals. Okay. Wherever you live and wherever in the world you're living, you probably can also say that, see and say the same thing because the days are indeed, indeed evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. All right. So therefore, we need to be awake and wise and understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Oh boy, dynamite words. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So we see right there that God talks about being awake. In the scriptures that we're going to go through, you'll see repeatedly God is saying to be awake. Now, I found a long time ago in reading the word of God that when God repeats certain words or repeats a word or, or repeats a concept over and over, he's trying to, 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 to drill the point home. He's trying to make us thoroughly understand that this is important to him. Therefore, it should be important to us. Okay. We cannot go through this world being asleep. Okay. And I'm not talking about being woke. I'm talking about being awake according to the word of God. If we go to Luke, um, Luke 21, Luke 21, and we want to start with verse number 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall you see the glory, the Son of Man coming down in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption is near. Your redemption is nigh or near. And he spake to them a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, so you see and know of your own selves that summer is now at hand, is near at hand. So likewise, you, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is near or nigh at hand. Verily, verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be filled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourself, lest at any time your heart be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that the day come upon you unawares. For as a snare it shall it come unto them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Okay, so this is a talk, of course is talking about you know things to come and and Jesus uh, Jesus coming and the various things that the signs that will be out there. So it says there in verse thirty six, watch you therefore. Now if you're asleep, you can't be watching. Okay, if you're asleep, you simply cannot be watching. So we need to be awake. We need to be aware of what is going around and also that we're guiding our lives, you know, you know, looking, looking to the skies and looking for the signs that will be coming our way, you know, of Jesus' imminent return. All right. 
Now, no man knows the exact time. It's not appointed for man to know the time. Jesus said only the Father knows. Jesus doesn't know when God the Father is going to tell him to return. Okay? But there will indeed be signs around us. Okay? And then it says there in verse 24, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh or draws near. Okay? So again, the Bible here is telling us that we should always be awake and watchful for what is happening around us. Read the word of God. Pray. Let Holy Spirit minister to you. Okay? You'll be able to read signs and things that are happening because Holy Spirit will reveal to you that this is a sign. This is a sign. All right? This also happens in our day-to-day -day lives, dealing with your boss, your job, things in school. You let the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit talk to you and minister to you, and if you are listening, Holy Spirit will give you signs of things to come in your particular life, on a day-to-day -day level, for that matter. Driving in the car, you know, you're going to a store and so forth like that, and Holy Spirit will tell you, don't take that route, I want you to go down Main Street, okay, or don't go down Main Street, take 25th Street, all right, all right, all right. And, and there's a good reason for that. There may be an accident there, or maybe there's about to be an accident that's there. Okay, yeah, all right. And with today, things that are going on today and age, you know, there may be some police activity or something going down the route that you're, you were planning on going. Okay? So we need to make sure that we are awake and that we are not asleep at the wheel so that we can hear the voice of Holy Spirit guiding us. If we go to Romans 13, 11, Okay. And it says here in verse 11, and that knowing the time, that now it is time to awake out of sleep. And there it is again. God is saying it. And, and that knowing the time, now it is, it is high time to awake out of sleep. Underline that, please. It's time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Okay, so again, the Lord is saying it is time. It is high time. For us to awake out of our sleep, salvation nearer than you think, you know. And he gives us some good advice there too. He says that the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now, if we're involved and we're getting ourselves into sin, you know, either knowingly or not, or not, you know, or unknowingly, we need to make sure that that we we, we get away from that. Okay. If we're, we're hanging around with people, you, you know, that, that are, are touching on things of darkness, you know, and they're doing things that's counter to the word of God. We need to make sure that we cut that relationship loose. Cut those people loose, okay? Put on the armor of life. Cast off the works of darkness. It says, let us walk honestly, as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness. All right? We, of course, as children of God, we should not be out there getting ourselves involved in any kind of rioting that's going on today. We see so many riots that are indeed coming up. And if you're a child of God, I don't care what they claim that rioting is all about, whether or not it's for a quote-unquote just cause, whether or not the woke population believes that that rioting should be the right thing to do, and don't you get yourselves involved in it, okay? We are law-abiding citizens, law-abiding law -abiding citizens, all right? Not chambering and wantonness, not in strife and Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. The flesh will pull us in so many, so many wrong directions. You know, the flesh will pull us in, in, in wanting for things, lusting after things, activities, you know, you know, even jobs, you know, we can be lusting after a job, okay? I mean, that's something that we're, we're going, we're going for with, with uncontrolled efforts and passion and everything, all right? So we can't be doing that to fulfill the lust thereof. So again, we see use of the term awake. Right? It's not saying woke again, but it's saying wake. Now, if you go to Ephesians 5, verse, and we want to do, uh, uh, let me see, uh, we just did Ephesians 5, verse 6, 14. Let's go, sorry, let's go to Isaiah 51. Isaiah Isaiah 51, verse number 9. 
It simply says there, awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Right. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days. Right. So again, God is telling us to, to, to awake and put on strength. We need to be strong in these times. That's going on around us. We need to be strong enough to resist, first of all. Okay, you know, don't be pulled into things just because your neighbor is into something or because a family member is into certain things, you know, or, or maybe people on your job, peers or your boss for that matter. You know, we need to make sure that we are awake, you know, and, and, and going with things that are going on around us. And again, I'm not talking about simply being being woke. Okay, if you're not awake and, and again, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to where God would want you to, to go and what he would want you to do, then you wind up falling victim to things that are going on around you. And we certainly do not want to do that. If we go to 1 Thessalonians 5, if we go to 1 Thessalonians 5, one Thessalonians 5, verse 6, again it says, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and, the, and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us, God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. Okay, there it is again. Let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Okay, if you're asleep at the wheel, then you, you know help to you know good to yourself or no you know good to your family or anyone else that is around you. Okay, so again, we have to make sure that we're not asleep behind the wheel. Okay, God is telling us to be aware of what's going on for a reason. The devil would like to keep us asleep at the wheel, so to speak, or keep us blinded so that we can't see what's going on around us, so that we don't understand. So much that's happening around us today is really, really contingent upon us having spiritual discernment. So much that's happening today. If you're not spiritually aware of what's happening, things that seem to be, that, 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 that seem so, so innocent could have deep spiritual meaning, which could be, which could adversely impact or affect your life and your surroundings and your family for that matter. Okay. Right. And many people get caught up in things today I see and I notice around me with others that I know and are aware of. Some things that people get caught up in things because they don't see the harm in doing something. Oh, it's okay to do that. I'm sure it's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. Right. But is it really? Is it really? Are you so asleep that you don't see that that is counter to the word of God? This is what we need to be careful of. That's why the word of God talks so much about uh, um, being awake. As to what's happening. This is all talking about spiritually, of course. We have to make sure that people are not pulling the wool over our eyes, or the devil is not pulling the wool over our eyes, as he would love to do. Okay? So you need to be awake, not woke, but awake. I'd rather be awake any day more than woke, because the woke have no idea what is coming. They are too busy focusing on whatever their agendas are. Okay? And that's the other thing that we have happening today. There are so many different agendas. All right? And we see so many people out there that are trying to be everything to everybody. And you simply can't do that. Okay? You can't speak one way and behave one way when you when you're with this group of people, and then you can't speak or behave one way when you're this when you're with another group of people. Okay, you have to always be constant in your behavior, constant in your lifestyle, constant in your belief system. But there are so many agendas out there today that you is just pick one. Okay, and if you stop and think about it, many of those those uh, um, agendas are, are contradicting each other. But the fact remains, though, that many of those agendas that contradict each other, all of them, as far as the wokeness is concerned, should go against what the Word of God is telling us. So therefore, we have to make sure that we are awake as to what is happening in this world around us. And then we see if we go to Matthew 24, verse 3, Matthew 24, verse 3. Okay. We see a lot here that we should be 
looking for and be aware of and make sure that we are awake and not sleep. And these scriptures give us here some, some, some wonderful insights as to how we should be conducting our lives during this time that we're in. And starting with verse number three, it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, Jesus is talking about, of course, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Beautiful question. What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Underline that, please. Take heed that no man deceive you. And this is something that we have to be awake enough today to understand when there is, is deception in our midst, okay? If you're not spiritually attuned, if you're not listening to Holy Spirit or accustomed to listening to the Holy Spirit, someone can say something to you or a group of people can say something to you. And if you're not careful, you can be so easily deceived, all right? I feel so sorry today for people that don't know Jesus Christ because they can be so easily deceived because they have no foundation to base their, their assumptions on and their, their beliefs on, okay? If you're missing the Holy Spirit, then people can tell you anything, okay? And you simply won't know what the truth is, all right? So it says here, point, point blank, okay? Uh, 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 take heed that no man deceive you. Verse 5, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Many shall come in my name, okay? So there'll be many people out there that are talking about, in the name of Jesus, I say so and so. In the name of Jesus, this is what you should say. In the name of Jesus, this is what you should be believing. And they shall deceive many, many people. And verse 6 says, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. We see so much turmoil going on in the world today, okay? That we start wondering, oh, gee whiz, you know, is the end about here, okay? There are wars going on here. There's all sorts of conflicts going on here. All right, all right, all right. People are dying left and right. And you start wondering, well, gee whiz, is, is, this, is the end of the world really getting close to us, you know? There are where many, many groups um, over the last several decades that actually, you know, talk their followers into committing suicide. You may recall some of them because they believed that the world was coming near. Okay, many of them, there was one group I remember, they, they folded their clothes up and you know, they, they lived in like a compound all together there. And, and uh, they, they lay down on their bunk beds, all, neat, all dressed the same way with their clothes folded in the same way. And they took poison and just laid there and went off because they believed that, I think, I think that was a group that said that a, uh, a, 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 a UFO or something was going to come take them away. Or somehow they were going to be spirited away, but they thought that the end was here. Jesus is saying it. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Now, yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that already. We've seen the nation rise against nation, kingdom against nation. If you're living in various parts of the world, you know there are skirmishes and turmoil and things going on within your particular country. Famine, okay, we know that there's hunger in the world in many, many places in the world. Pestilences, we, the entire world went through this COVID thing. And every time you turn around, they're trying to bring up another disease to try to get us to be back in fear again and start worrying about, you know, you know gee, is, are we all going to get sick and die? Is it going to be as bad as COVID? You know, see, this is the devil again trying to keep fear in the minds of the people. Okay, trying to keep fear so that they can bring across about a rule that will, will get all of us under control and think and behave a certain way. Why? Because they succeeded with COVID. Okay? But there will be pestilences. And again, I'm saying this to you because as a child of God, I'm not saying that we should not be aware of what, uh, of what the rules and regulations say. All I'm just saying to you is that as a child of God, we're not to be getting concerned and worried. All right? Remembering that as a child of God, that God is going to take care of you. God will see you through any famine he will provide. God will see you through any, any uh, um, epidemic pestilences. He'll keep you safe. He'll keep you safe. All right. All right. But we, we as Christians have to remember that and hold on to God. We have to stay awake to what the word of God is telling us. All right. Earthquakes in diverse places. Well, we know that there have been many uh, uh, really over the top earthquakes in various parts of the world. I mean, even here in this country, we've had some rumblings. We've had tornadoes and other things going on in this country, America, uh, that, that really some states that don't experience tornadoes. So, so there are strange things that are happening, to say the least. Okay, But, but Jesus is saying, you know, still, as a child of God, do not worry. Okay, The Lord has us covered. It says in verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows. 
Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Underline for my name's sake. I talked a little bit about this last week, last message. Okay, again, they hate the name of Jesus. Okay, so therefore, if you are a follower of Jesus, and how many of us will be bold enough to always say that I am a follower of Jesus, that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior? Are you bold enough to say that regardless of what may be happening in your life, or regardless of what others may be saying against you or trying to persecute you? Okay. Says it shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, and then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Okay. All right. Shall betray one another, hate one another, and many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many. Now this is where we really need to be awake, that we are awake enough to understand when someone is indeed a false prophet, because there are so many out there today that are saying again in the name of Jesus that this is what we should be doing or follow me because I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and so on but many of them are false prophets and this is written so much in scripture there you go through the New Testament you see there's much in there about these false prophets that are out there and they're out here today and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold iniquity is sin shall abound the love of many shall wax cold or grow cold Okay, and as we see this iniquity and this sin just increasing, increasing, the love of many shall grow cold. And this, and this is the love for God, even. The love for God, the love for Jesus. It'll, it'll grow cold. I told you before that the numbers are staggering. You look at, at, at how many people that have fallen away from the church. Okay? Part of, part of that is because many that have gone to church, they're not getting fulfilled. Okay? They're not feeling Holy Spirit moving in them while they're in church. Okay? And that's because of the church itself. All right. We need to make sure that we, as the body of Christ, okay, we preachers, we ministers, you know, we evangelists, we have to make sure that we're Holy Spirit filled, so that when others are around and others are called to a worship service, that Holy Spirit can be there to minister to them. If you're holding a worship service absent Holy Spirit, then people are not going to feel and not going to be drawn close to God. So after a while, eventually, people start saying, "What's the use? What's the use?" In many cases today, because the church is not, is not condoning or agreeing with what they want to do with their lives, then they say, oh, well, I can't deal with that. What kind of God would not want me to do that? What kind of God would not want me to, be, to believe this? What kind of God would not want me to behave this way? I know how I feel. I know how I want to live. Okay? All right? All right? So because of the fact that, 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 that the church, quote-unquote, the church, the people in the body of Christ, those ministers, are not, are not condoning and not saying it's okay to live that lifestyle, God accepts that kind of lifestyle when God doesn't, that's one reason that people drop out of, out of church. Okay? The, other, the other reason is that some people, they just don't want to change whatever they're doing. Right, right. They don't want to start partying hard. They don't want to. They don't want to stop having their girlfriend on the side when they're married, or their boyfriend on the side when they're married. Okay, they they want to bring God down to their standard rather than them making an effort to get up to God's standard. So for that reason, many people just stop going to church. Okay. All right. They say God is too judgmental. Well, yeah, he is according to His own word. You don't keep His word, then yeah, then, then there's judgment. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. God has, 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 a, has a construct uh, for life as, as we should be living it, and he gives, just gives us the choice. He gives us the choice. He says, this is what I say, this is my word, and if you keep these words, if you keep my commandments, then you shall be blessed, and this shall happen, this shall happen, and this will happen. You go through the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Leviticus it's chock full of, of what he told Israel. You do this, you do this, you do this, and you'll be blessed. You don't do this, you don't do this, and you'll be cursed. Fact of the matter, and that fact still remains today. Okay, if you if you believe in the Lord and you follow what He's doing, what He says to do, then you, you'll be blessed. And then it's your choice. It's your choice. You choose to to stray away and not do what God. Well, then 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 you pay, you pay the price. Simple as that. Okay, but many people they don't want to live a life like that. They want to do what they want to do. Okay, all right. But it says there, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. But he that shall endure unto the end shall be saved. So in other words, saying, don't give up. Okay, you may feel like things are really going difficult for you. Okay, uh, you, you may feel like you don't see any hope. There's persecution upon persecution. You hear in the news, you read in the news, what this is happening, this is happening. And you're saying, gee whiz, how wrong can this be? You know, gee, how long will this? You just endure, endure. Because the word of God says that you shall 
uh, uh, be saved, right? You will be watched out for, okay? He that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And we see that happening today, okay? Verse, uh, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations. And we see this happening already. Okay. The word of God is literally being preached all over the world. Okay. Even for us, this word, this word, praise the living God, is being listened to in many, many nations across this across the world, not just in the United States. Okay, and that's that's just by our, our little, little efforts, which are which are which are small compared to some of the of the large broadcasting efforts that are going on by by other other organizations. That's literally covering the world, literally covering the world. Okay, okay. The word of God now is getting behind. Uh, behind curtains and, 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 and borders and boundaries where there are some in power would not want the word of God to get to, but the word of God is getting there. It's getting there, okay? So one of the things contingent upon the Lord coming is the gospel covering the whole world, okay? And it's getting there, slowly but surely. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Underline that. Underline that. And then shall the end come, okay? Again, no man knows when. No man knows when God will say, okay, the, the, my word has covered the world sufficiently. Okay, enough have been told. Many have been told. Okay, see, God does not want anyone to perish. The word of God says that. God does not want anyone to perish. So therefore, he's going to give the opportunity to everyone. Okay, the word is getting out there. So there are people that at some point have never heard the word of God. They will get to hear the word of God, either via the Internet or through through satellites that are being put up by some large Christian organizations. But the word of God is indeed spreading. And if you are in a country right now where the word of God has had a difficult time getting to, if you manage to somehow get to this podcast, get to this message and whatnot, then the word there is available where you are. Okay, so the word of God is indeed covering the whole world, okay? and then shall the end come. Verse fifteen goes on to say there now. Um, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, you should read Daniel, an interesting book, fascinating book. Um, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let him which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the fields return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, to them that give suck in those days. But pray you that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For there then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor shall ever be. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, if you're a child of God and you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are considered to be, be one of the elect. Okay. So for one of the elect, for of the elect's sakes, those, shake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, here is Christ or there, believe it not. Here we go again. Be careful that someone says, oh, you should go to this, this, uh, this event. Jesus is there, or a spokesperson, or someone really speaking the word, you know, is there, okay? Or someone is there that is really talking in the name of Jesus, that is really, you know, it's an anointed message, you know, and so on. It says, be very, very careful of that, okay? Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, okay? So basically what that is saying is that we need to be awake and aware enough to know that just because there's some event that is saying that, that someone really speaking a powerful word of God, you know, or maybe someone will actually be so bold as to say Jesus Christ in this day and age, they're saying Jesus Christ is appearing there. So it may be bold enough to actually say that. I mean, I haven't heard that one yet, but you never know when someone says Jesus Christ is going to be appearing at this event, you know, you know, you know that we need to be aware enough and awake enough not to be deceived by that. Okay? And not be deceived. Okay? Because some of these places, some of these people that are going there and, and, and propping themselves up to be, be, to be so anointed, they say they shall show great signs and wonders. All right? So you may go to one of these places there, and maybe you'll see someone raised from the dead. 
Maybe you'll see someone a tremendous healing ceremony or something going on there, okay? Just be very, very careful. Be awake enough to, to be aware of what Holy Spirit may be telling you not to go. It says that they shall show great signs and wonders, okay? And it says, in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, I said a moment ago, the very elect is you and I. We are born-again believers. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. So this is saying that it is possible. We need to be awake again now, awake and aware enough that it is possible for people to come ahead, come up, and be saying, yes, come to this event. Come to this place. Jesus Christ. Either they'll say, Jesus Christ himself is going to be there. Or either say, you know, brother so-and-so is such an anointed person you're going to see all sorts of signs and wonders there sister so-and-so is such an anointed person you're going to see all sorts of signs and wonders there that you go flock into that place and you see these great signs and wonders and then you start believing and you start following therefore you wind up becoming deceived the very elect may be deceived okay and I've seen that on a smaller scale, even not even to, to the point of being around someone that has seen signs and wonders. But I've heard people say some things that, they, that would kind of surprise me. I've known this person for many years and, and always thought of them as a strong, born-again believer. But some of the things that they're now saying and what they're supporting, I say, gee whiz, where did they become so deceived? If you're a child of God and you start falling for and going for some of the things that are being said today, especially some of the stuff that the, uh, the ideologies and beliefs that the woke generation is putting out there. If all of a sudden you start believing and supporting that, then you as a born-again believer, one of the elect, now you are being deceived. And it says that it is very, very possible. So we need to be awake and alert and aware of what is going on around us and most importantly, alert and awake to what the Holy Spirit is telling us. It's important in this day and age. Okay? Behold, verse 25, Behold, I have told you before, Wherefore, if they say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. See, again, God keeps driving his point home. And if you have a red, line, a red letter Bible, these words are written in red, meaning that this is Jesus saying these things. It's Jesus doing the speaking here. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Wheresoever, whoever, um, for who, wheresoever the carcasses, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation in those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, for they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end and of, uh, one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh or near. So likewise, you, when you see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. So again, now in order for you to see these things and to be, be aware, you have to be awake, not asleep. Not asleep, okay? So likewise, when you see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour, no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Like I said a little while back there, okay? Okay? Only the Father knows when these things are going to come to pass and when Jesus is going to return. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man. Okay. So he's saying there that in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. So Noah, as you know, as you know, know it goes, the events went there. God told Noah that he was going to destroy the earth by water to build an ark and so forth. And of course, man was around him. They, they were warned. They probably laughed at him. I mean, here he was building an ark. Uh, there, there was no ocean of water near them. I mean, he was in a landlocked area there. All right. And I'm sure they laughed at him and scorned him and everything else. OK, but he was obedient to the Lord. And people just went on eating and drinking and partying and marrying. We see that happening today. 
Right, right. People are just going around, just ha da la la di da la di da la like nothing is going. How many times are you driving on your way to church? Okay, and maybe you have to stop in the store to pick up something before you get to church, and the store is jammed full of people. Right, you drive down the highway, you pass a park, the, 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 the parks are filled with people and their children. Okay, right. now now I mean I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt of the doubt when I'm driving like that on a Sunday morning and I see kids out there. I say, well, maybe they went to an early morning service. Okay, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but for the most part, Sunday is like la di da la di da, and they don't do you know not even thinking about God at all. Okay, even coming down to to, to house showings, you know. You know, how many open houses do you see mostly on a Sunday, many times on a Sunday? Right? So people are just going on, doing their thing, doing their thing. And, and, and they're so busy being, oh, they're so, they're so busy being woke. Okay. Okay. And into all of this social justice stuff and diversity and this and that and this and that. They're so busy be, be, being woke okay, that they're not even awake and aware as to what is pending spiritually, as to what is going on spiritually. Just get up every day and just, oh, business as usual, business as usual. And it'll keep on being, they'll keep on being just like that, and the Lord will return. The Lord will come and just rapture us away, and then they will be left there. All right? As simple as that. Okay? So God is saying there, that they're, they're just like in the days of Noah, and they knew, verse 39, and they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. All right? Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken and the other left. Okay. I want to make sure that I'm taken. Simple as that. Okay. I'm sure you want to be also. But in order to, to make to, to ensure that we need to make sure that we are awake. Again, don't fall into these woke ideologies, okay? Don't try to, as like I said last week, don't, don't try to, 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 to go along with people just, just to get along with people. Be awake. Be aware of what the Word of God is saying. Be awake and be aware of what Holy Spirit is telling you, okay? All right? Because I'm telling you, things could happen here in a heartbeat, and it would be all over with. And he says here in closing, it says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. Underline that, please. Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, or when the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken in. So in other words, if you knew when that thief was coming to your house, you knew that someone was going to come and try to break in your house and rob and steal you, then you'd be up. You wouldn't go to bed. You'd be awake. Maybe you'd have your gun or something there or a stick or whatever. You'd be awake somehow, right? You wouldn't be just going to sleep there if you knew that a thief was going to come, okay, to, to break in, okay? But know this, if the good of the house had known in what watch or what time the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house and would not allow his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man comes, okay? All right? Be you ready for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man shall come. All right. So we need to be aware, we need to be awake, we need to be aware, we need to make sure that we're living our lives the way that God wants us to live it. Okay. Again, not being concerned or getting involved or, with, or, or, or being impressed by, by the wokeness that may be around you, by the woke ideologies, by the woke statements that people are making here. Just because they want to change life and change things to be acceptable that, that, that according to God are not acceptable. We need to make sure that we are awake and aware. Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. If he isn't your Lord and Savior, now is the time. Now is the time for you to ask him to come into your life. Confess him. Just tell him, Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you are the only one that can save me. Lord, I've tried to, to conduct my life. I've tried to make decisions in my life. Lord, I have so many things up in the air and this pending. Lord Jesus, come into my life and just save me. Take all of my worries. Take all of my, my, my concerns. I give my life to you. Lord Jesus, I repent of all of the sins, the past sins. I repent of the things I was involved with, the people I were involved with. Lord God, just wash me clean by your blood. Oh, Lord God, become my Lord and Savior. Enter into my heart now. That's all you need to do, as simple as that. You don't need a whole fancy prayer. Just with all of your heart, believe that. And if you really, really mean it, 
then Jesus Christ is now your Lord and Savior, and you are what is referred to as you're born again. And with that, you have another advantage. You now have the Holy Spirit of the living God in you to make everything that we've read possible in your life. Okay, As long as you read the Bible, go to church, find a good ministry, go to church, read the Bible, pray, 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 because we don't know when the Lord is going to come. Okay, For that matter, the Lord could come before I finish this message, finish recording this message, the Lord could come. Okay, The Lord could come before you get up and go to work the next day. The Lord could come before you go to bed tonight. All right? So you want to make sure that you're ready. You want to make sure that you are awake and aware of what the Word of God says and what Holy Spirit may be trying to say to you. Praise God, praise God. I hope this message was a blessing, and um, if it was, pass on the link to how we can be reached. That's www.genesis1.sermon.net, www.genesis1.sermon.net. Look at the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button, and you'll be notified when these messages are made available. Uh, we're also on YouTube, Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. That's the full name, Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. And we also have our apps for Android and Apple devices. And those apps can be downloaded free of charge from uh, the respective um, Play Stores. Um, everything with this site is free. The, the, uh, you can even download uh, these messages either in video or audio only form. You can download them for future viewing and listening to. Everything, again, is free. Uh, we just want to be able to make sure that the Word of God is, is, is being spread. Okay, So pass it on to a family member, someone that you love, uh, um, someone that maybe is even giving you a hard time. I always say, give it to someone that you think may not uh, um, be uh, someone that loves you or is crazy about you, but give it to them anyway, because God doesn't want that person to perish either. Okay, so so pass it on, pass it on. Praise God. I pray this message was a blessing to you, as I said. Now let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. And now I pray that as we go through the balance of the day and the week ahead of us, oh Lord God, that we shall remember these words, O Lord God, that we shall always make sure that we are trying our best to be awake and aware of what you're saying to us and what we need to do as your children, O Lord God. We pray that these words keep, keep, keep deeply, deeply, deeply planted within us and cannot be stolen away by the evil one should he try to rise against us, O Lord. We just praise you. We just magnify that most glorious name. I pray that you bless every single one that is out there, those that have, 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 have asked you, Lord Jesus, to come into to their lives. I pray that you'll minister to them in, in your own special way. Speak to their hearts, O Lord God, that they may be set free, O Lord God. We praise you. Glorify thy name in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed. And remember always that Jesus is Lord. Here we are, thank you, Lord, in your prayer.